Welcome to Helpful Social Work. Social work has the power to change people's lives for the better. This podcast aims to help you learn, think and act with integrity so people who need social work get help that will transform their lives. I'm Jo. And I'm Jerry. And this is our next podcast for Series 5, and it's about what makes a good social worker. We're recording it on the 4th of the 2nd, 21, and it'll go out in February. We didn't have a podcast in December or January, so um, we hope everyone had a restful Christmas season and a safe start to the new year. So every month in Series 5, we're posting a podcast that looks at what makes a great social worker, and we started in April last year with the overall ingredients and have been looking at each of the domains of the professional capabilities framework which is the framework for social work in England but it's very transferable and we're currently looking at the um, impact domains so last time we we looked at skills and interventions which was the end of the practice domains and now we're starting to look at impact so professionalism this month and then we're going to be looking at contexts and organizations and then professional leadership and um, a little bit about how you can contact us. First of all, thank you for continuing to listen. We had over 4,000 downloads for the last few months, which seems to me to be an amazing thing. Um, and it seems people are really getting to hear about the podcast, which is great. And although it feels a bit delayed now, I think um, I'd really like to thank the Social Work Awards for having us at the Thank You Social Work event in late November. If you are listening to us and you could leave a rating on iTunes, that would be fantastic because it helps people find us. Tell us what you think. We really love to hear from people. And you can do this by visiting our website, www.helpfulsocialwork.com, or by commenting on iTunes or on our Facebook page, Helpful Social Work Podcast. Yeah, we recently had a contact from someone who described themselves as an avid fan, which was really lovely, and, and also with a suggestion for a topic that we might cover, um, which was about the impact of working from home, working um, at distance, and I think that would be a really good topic for us to look at. Yeah, that would be fantastic, and it, and it is um, great to get topic suggestions, actually, so thank you anyone out there who wants to, bring them on down. Yeah. So this episode is about professionalism, and the trick's going to be being concise isn't it Joe? because we have so much that we can possibly <laughs> say um, and we have talked about professionalism before and particularly that the idea of profession um, and being professional comes from um, the root from Latin about public acknowledgement so professing something and it's about walking the talk basically so being prepared to say this is who I am this is what I'm about and living up to that so it has a sense of something really public about it. Um, and it's, an, it's a nice reminder, actually, that being a social worker is a public act. Yeah, um, that, that, that's just so important to me. And I think that this will be, uh, a, I hope, a really useful conversation for us to have. Um, and we're going to start by thinking about what the professional capabilities framework has to say about this domain. And as usual, there are different levels to the framework. So we're going to home in on that experienced social worker. Um, so practitioners who are experienced in their work as either this is something to aim for or and, and it also captures the essence of the domain. So definition, professionalism to identify and behave as a professional social worker committed to professional development. Okay, so we are members of an internationally recognised profession, which I think is fantastic. Our title is protected in UK law, 
Um, we demonstrate professional commitment by taking responsibility for our conduct, practice, self-care and development. We seek and use supervision and other professional support. We promote excellent practice and challenge circumstances that compromise this. As a representative of the profession, we safeguard its reputation and we are accountable to people using the services, the public, employers and the regulator. And we take ethical decisions in the context of these multiple accountabilities. I, I just think this is a hugely important statement and one that has really got me thinking lately. Because for me, one of one of the things that I struggle with is that social work is a profession that I feel has a reputation for kind of putting up and shutting up and getting on. Um, and that reputation has made me feel more and more uncomfortable over the course of my career. I really do take pride in being a helpful, practical, approachable person who's not afraid to use common sense to make a difference um, and who's not afraid to put in the hard work when it's necessary. But it's when it tips over into being the member of a profession which is constantly highlighted as having some of the most difficult working conditions in the UK that I just start to become really concerned and frustrated, actually. Yeah, I think there is a real dilemma, isn't there, between being a um, individual professional and being part of a profession. Um, it's not a dilemma, sorry. It's a difference between, mm. yeah, we, if you're, it's not, being a social worker is something you do on your own. It's a collective activity. Mm. So I think some of that frustration comes from um, people being in a, um, in a situation where they don't feel that they've got that collective influence. Mm -hmm. And I would agree with you. I've had the same sort of um, development over the course of my career from being really focused in on what I do as an individual social worker and getting on and being the best I can to being more and more aware of the context I'm working in and the things that are impacting on me and the importance of influencing that and the, they need therefore for collective influence. And that's where I, I think it's more of a profession than a vocation. It's not a personal, not just a personal commitment. It's also a collective public commitment to um, enabling a particular kind of work that goes beyond our own individual practice. Yeah, that's uh, and I'm I'm glad that you use that that word vocation that you use. That's I always used to say that, Jerry. So when I was trying to encourage people um, years ago to really focus on the impact they had um, in social work, I would say it's it's a vocation, you know. But I think you're right. It's a profession, and it's a really really important profession that can make good difference. Um, and that's and that's what we need to kind of adhere to. Yeah, and people absolutely do bring that personal motivation mm. and that wonderful commitment. Um, and people can feel it's a calling, um, mm. but it is it goes beyond that individual commitment, doesn't it? It's something bigger. Yeah. And I think these statements in this domain are actually quite helpful for setting out that shared responsibility as well as the individual responsibility. So we are um, the statements include meeting the requirements of the professional regulator and you know, carrying out professional development, um, seeking to, to continually develop and seeking supervision and modelling what, you know, what professionalism looks like, modelling practice, modelling um, 
managing our work, managing boundaries, use of self, and then mirroring that, helping others to demonstrate professionalism, helping others to manage their work, helping others to maintain boundaries. Literally, this is the experience domain, um, but it's that shared reciprocal thing. So we're not expected to go this alone. We're expected to do it with peer support. And we also have within these capability statements um, of this domain, establishing a network of colleagues from whom to seek advice and expertise, contributing to creating a learning environment for yourself and others, recognising and seeking ways to promote well-being and self-care for yourself and for colleagues. Uh, so these are all shared responsibilities across the profession. It's not just I need to look mm. after myself and I need to um, to learn and I need to promote well-being, but others do that for me. And I think that's really crucial here. Uh, and then the last thing is about understanding the accountabilities and the dilemmas that can arise and ensuring that the welfare experience and outcomes of people using services are at the heart of practice and decisions. So beyond our own professional responsibilities as a group, we're also expected as a group to ally ourselves and align ourselves with people with lived experience of social work um, so that we're we're necessarily learning from them because we can only promote good practice um, mm. if we understand what that looks like for people. Yeah, I, I, I love that idea of us, you know, being collaborative, um, you know, with with people that we work with, but also with each other and with other professions and also with with society who is commissioning us in a sense, you know, when if we have social workers in those public roles, um, we also need to be thinking of how we're collaborating around the issues that are identified and the different areas that are getting funding and the, and and how we're influencing those areas. And I think for me, it it is good that we talk about social work as a profession and that we talk about um, some of the struggles with um, our profession. But I, I think we need to move from defining the issues to, to kind of solving them. And for me, one of the way forwards is through insisting on our professional status and being really clear about the responsibilities and the protections that brings. You know, as social workers, many social workers work in heavily regulated um, environments, and I don't actually have a problem with that. Um, if you want a career that involves making grave decisions about the lives of others that impact on their whole life, then actually we need to be held accountable. But with that level of scrutiny and learning, many social workers have postgraduate degrees, continue to do CPD throughout their career, including some areas of the profession being tested. Um, should also come respect for our judgment, our experience, and what we say will support us to make a good difference in the roles we undertake. And so kind of having having a bit of clout, for the want of a better word, to influence our own working conditions and the conditions and agendas of the people we're working with means that we really need to take the profession of social work seriously and, and we need to take our professionalism seriously. And some of the ways we can do that is we can um, become actively involved with our peak body, you know, here in the UK, it's BASWA, um, or the International Federation of Social Work. We can contribute to research with organisations such as Research and Practice or SCI or any that you've got out there around. 
take advantage of stress prevention offers, um, such as the professional support service offered by BASWA or wellbeing services offered in workplaces. And we can become more political, lobby our local members, take part in consultations and follow them up and expect to be informed of outcomes. And I know that all this stuff takes energy. I realise that. And I can see people will be sitting there going, Joe, you must be kidding me. Um, because we are overstretched and under-resourced. And these activities are required to build our professional status, our respect and our bargaining power. And they take time. And for me, if we don't invest some time in that, we end up kind of like almost being the handmaidens of, of, of sometimes, you know, suffering and despair in others, really, and stress and burnout in our own lives. And I know that's all a bit dramatic, Jerry, but um, I just believe that social work as a profession has heaps to offer the world in terms of its discipline, its ethics and its action. Um, the uniquely social view on the world is, is you know, puts human rights central to all its work and it's critical to any society. Um, and so I'm really passionate about us doing things to build our profession. Yes, I I completely agree. Unsurprisingly, I think the 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 the, the importance of that sense of professionalism and the value of what we're doing. Is absolutely spot on. I think the the need for that to be advocated for strongly, and that and the the fact that that is done best together is absolutely right. And I think you've also highlighted some of the major barriers to that, which are the the time and the energy that it requires, and also the the yeah, you know, there's lots of barriers to recognition of social work as important. And we've talked about this in other podcasts, haven't we? About you know, human rights work and working with people who are marginalised and working with people who who are less heard and less visible makes means that you have to work that much harder to be to be noticed for that work to be mm -hmm. noticed mm. and to be supported. I think all the more reason to do it, but we do need to recognise that the the strain of it. Um, mm. And again, that that's why we have to do it together. And I think recognising that people's energy for it will come and go yeah um, and it will come at different points in your career and at different points in your journey and that's okay you know, absolutely um, and and different people will find different ways to do it as well yeah yeah um i mean one of the things that i wanted to highlight in this podcast was what sustains us in this mm. idea of professionalism and Something I found really helpful was work that Basra Northern Ireland have just done um, on professional identity on the island of Ireland. And it was actually done as a partnership between Basra Northern Ireland and the Irish Association of Social Workers and then the two regulators in the um, in the different um, parts of the island and looked at what social workers see as professional identity. and the thing that people highlighted I thought was really, really hopeful, which is um, set, centering their identity on the idea of being people who empower and facilitate others mm. to make change in their lives and having that as a central identifier. You know, what, what does it mean to be a social worker? Well, it means that we empower and facilitate others. Um, and then also having as a really strong element of professional identity that 
we do this through relationships and we do this through ethical work um, and this this strong shared character I mean, the other thing that's really positive about it was that it was across two very different jurisdictions in different countries uh, so shows that that global identity thrives um, regardless really of, of the um, the structures in, or in spite of the structures that you might find yourself working within um, in different countries you know they can be very different but that sense of relational work value-based work um, to empower and facilitate change with people is really really positive it did also mm -hmm. find that um, things like bureaucracy and workload and lack of time um, and also the way we're perceived can undermine that identity but it doesn't by any means overcome it so and that's, that's that is, is really reassuring isn't it? it it's so good and for me just to just to be part of a profession that believes that the centrality of of their mission is to empower and facilitate others and i love um the phrase that you used when we were talking the other day jerry where you where you talked about um you know enabling people to thrive you know that that whole idea of 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 allow of you know being part of helping people and communities to thrive i think is um it's good work it's good work but i want to pick on that um that word or it's a hybrid word within this domain of the of the capabilities framework of self-care and we've mm. done a podcast on self-care recently um you can't help people thrive if you're not thriving yourself you yeah. have to attend to your own replenishment um mm. in order to replenish others and i think those are such truisms they're said so often um that like sometimes lose some of the, the value uh but there's certainly things that i'm feeling at the moment and i think other people are feeling in the, you know at this point in the in this pandemic mm. that we we need some recovery we need some replenishment we need some um some recharging in order to to go again and that's yep. that is an important element of professionalism recognizing that in yourself and others yes we're not here are we to um lay ourselves on the altar of sacrifice um we're we're here to, because one of the things of course that that social work does so powerfully is it uses relationship to model healthy adult functioning um and part of that modeling is demonstrating our ability to get help use help take care respect ourselves all, all the things that we're actually supporting other people you know empowering yeah empowering other people to do starts with us and i think and having confidence in the human ability to repair yes yeah. that in our that own if we seek well. help it will help us yeah exactly yeah. um and and that's yeah for me, there's, there is real conflict there, isn't there? And, and so spending our time, you know, kind of being mindful of our feelings um, and how we understand the work we're doing and, you know, both personally but also um, professionally what we're being asked to do and that there's a real congruence between the activities we're being asked to carry out and the um, value base that we hold because I think that one of the things that can really happen in social work is there can be quite a lot of tensions between, um, you know, there, there might be what institution, institutional policies or availability of resources or um, trying to 
both protect people and empower them. You know, these tensions when we work with conflicting interests and competing rights mm -hmm. can really lead to us feeling compromised. Um, and if we can't make a good match between our individual motivations and beliefs and the organizational requirement, it can cause some really significant unhappiness for us. So really understanding how where we're conflicted yeah. and how to take positive steps to resolve those conflicts is a, is another important skill um, that you need as a professional in the social work role, yeah. I think. Yes, yeah, we need to find ways that we to align our personal identity, our professional identity as a social worker, and then our professional identity beyond being a social worker, which might be a particular role, it might be in a particular setting or with particular statutory powers. Mm. And there, there can be conflicts between all of those elements. And again, that's something that, yes, we do some work on that ourselves, but we need other people to help us with that work, mm. uh, to help us figure out how we, how we act. Um, and something that we, we, you know, we talk about this issue of compromise, being compromised and how you manage your identity within um, some of the training courses that we do. Mm. One of the things that we, we talk about is thinking through, reflecting through um, when you feel something's not congruent, acknowledging it, you know, don't ignore it because it can mm. really, it can really stress you otherwise. Um, taking a sense check and thinking about, okay, what is it that's the actual, at the heart of the problem here? Um, whose problem is it? And and who who's it impacting on? How does it matter? Thinking about um, revisiting what, you know, what's my purpose? What's the the law and the policy that I'm working to? What's the processes that I'm working to? Do I understand them? Have I figured out what they actually mean? And then if we think that there's something that is incongruent there, um, whether or not we can be really, really articulate about what it is, going and talking to people. So challenging it, because I think it's the um, it's the kind of masking of it that can be really problematic mm -hmm. so it might be that we talk to a supervisor it might be we talk to a trusted colleague it might be that we need to take this outside of of our particular setting and talk to um, a peer somewhere else it might be that you need to seek advice from a professional association or a union um, but through that you you come to a, a decision about what you can do and you know what's what you can um, make work what you might need to change um, what you might need to live with um, and you might need to then escalate and take advice, but very often it's about working through um, the path for you through a particular mm -hmm. dilemma, for example. Um, and yeah, when we've when we talk to social workers, we did this in a recent webinar. I, I find it really heartening that if you ask people about when they've challenged and advocated, when they felt something wasn't quite right, and they've spoken up, they they do. We people we do. Yes. We're a profession who speak up. Um, but we shouldn't underestimate how um, the toll that they can take. And that's why, again, it's just so valuable to do that with colleagues. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's why it's important to see ourselves as part of the social work profession rather than as employed by someone. So if we start to have that identity of ourselves as a social worker that belongs to a profession, a, 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 an international profession. And actually, I was talking to a, a social worker the other day and she was saying, oh, you know, we're working internationally now. And she was quite excited about this and she just used this language. And she was talking about how their authority was um, 
working with people in America and Australia and looking at different ways of making difference to what they were doing. And I thought, yeah, that's right, because social work is an international profession. And, and if we lift our heads and look out there, we can learn other things. And one of the things that you've kind of touched on for me there is how that the toll that it can take. We we have to kind of remember that we are both a profession and we also have our own personal life and we need to kind of have them align, don't we, so that our personal behaviours and our professional behaviours are, are congruent because if you're part of an ethical profession, um, you know, those ethics run through you both in your day-to-day -day life and also in your work life. Um, and I think when there's a tension between the two things, it, it can be um, very tricky and painful for us. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because what we, what we, if you're in a public service or public profession, then your personal life is still your personal life. It's still private. Yeah. Um, and there are boundaries. And there's also that sense in which you bring yourself to work. You know, you bring your mm. personal life mm. to work as well. So, um, and there is a, there is that kind of question then of how much public interest there is there is or should be in your personal life so if you're living um are you living in a way that's congruent to the the, the professional ethics and capabilities mm, that you mm. hold um and uh, yeah that sounds really really heavy but let's just take a simple example which is something like social media so what you you know, what you espouse professionally is that what people find on your social media yeah like, um persona as well um, because that's in the public domain very often. Yeah, and I hadn't even thought about that, Jerry. I was more thinking about uh, the um, the kind of because we use ourselves relationally, and because you know honesty and authenticity is a really important part of the tools that we use to work. It felt to me that um, you've got to be aligned in yourself. Um, so there's got to be congruence between how you behave. Um, when you're working with people and how you behave when you're at home because if there was too much of a dissonance it would be quite uncomfortable I think mm. um, and I hadn't thought about social media and things like that but of course yes we, we can yeah, be that dissonance by the public. Can be, if it's noticed yeah. by others it can, mm. it can undermine trust can't it and the yeah. ability to build a relationship um, which doesn't mean that social workers should be perfect at all. No um, no it being honest and authentic is 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 about being real, isn't it? It's about having all those qualities. It's not. It's mad to think that you know we're we're above making mistakes or we're above you know having bad taste in jumpers. I don't know, but yeah, for me it, it is about um, being invested in the profession and having congruence. Yeah, yeah, and it's a the some so the living our ethics. Um, including for example um not you know being anti-oppressive that's mm. not a, a job is it that's a being anti-oppressive isn't a job at work it's a way of life it's a way of being absolutely it is yeah. a way of being and yeah. and you know i certainly fail at it often um but i'd hope that there's a congruence of effort and mm. commitment um across personal and professional that's that's kind of what you aim for isn't it so that so that there is that um, that that sort of personal integrity. I'm taking that congruence of effort. I love that. 
Because that's, you know, I mean, that's that's the first step, isn't it? Is be mindful, put the effort in, in both areas. And that and that's, a, you know, a really good thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to flag the seven principles of public life, um, which are, I think they're UK principles, um, but they might just be England. And they're about if you work in the public sector. So, for example, the civil service, uh, which is our government employers, employees um, or local government or you know, the police or the courts um, or social care that mm. you would recognise yourself as a servant of the public um, and a steward of public resources. Uh, so this is the language of, of the principles. And so these principles are about um, selflessness to acting in the public interest, integrity, which is about um, not acting for personal gain, but acting for public service. Mm. Objectivity, trying to be impartial and fair, and use the best evidence. Accountability, uh, which we do talk about a lot, um, but it includes being prepared to submit yourself to scrutiny, to being open, I guess. And then openness is the next one. Um, open, being open and transparent about your decisions um, and doing that in the public eye, unless there's a really good reason for, for not um, sharing information with the public. Honesty, very simple statement for us that holders of public office should be truthful, mm. which is just, yeah, that's all I Pretty that. straight up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And leadership. So holders of public office should exhibit these principles in their own behaviour and also role model and challenge. Uh, so although they relate to work, how you can't do those things at work if you're not doing them outside of work mm. really can you and mm. and also outside of our if we don't do them outside of our work it will affect our work and also if people if the public notice that there's a gap this happens doesn't it ever so often there's a scandal you see that somebody in public office is espousing something that they're not living up to and mm. it it undermines trust um so i think they are quite helpful principles to well they're good things for humans to aspire to aren't they I think so. And, and I think that's the nice thing about being a social worker, actually. One of the things I think is lovely about our profession is that this is a type of stuff we get to think about. And this is the deep stuff of life. This is about our quality of life and other people's quality of life and the quality of the communities that we want to live in. Um, that's what social work is all about. And I think that even though for me that the list it can sound really daunting and it sounds like we think we think we should all be you know I don't know Saint Joan or something, but it it is really about what kind of societies do we want to live in and help create and be a part of, yeah. um, because that's what social work is all about. Yeah, and I think that's just fantastic. Um, and you know mm. if you think about it, does that mean all social workers should hold the same beliefs? No. Well, we should all behave in the same way, um, but it but it gives us a nice framework. Yeah, and I think I want to pick up on that idea of aspirational um, principles. Or yeah, professionalism. Is a, this domain is an aspirational domain. You, mm. you, what you read out at the start, it's huge. The things that people are um, that are included in this that you would be doing, continually learning, supporting one another, looking after yourself, all of these things. They're they're difficult things to do, and I think one of the things that we need to be careful of is when we set aspirations we set them in a hopeful way not in a uh, critical way so we're not saying mm. this is something to live up to oh you haven't bad you <laughs> we're saying yeah. here's something to live up to let's keep learning together and move towards this 
Yeah, and, here's and, a framework. Yeah, yeah, and being really careful that this is about growth and not about blame. Yeah. And I think and I think that's and that's really critical for our profession too, isn't it? Because our profession is one where there are there are areas where blame becomes quite dominant in the discourse. Um and so therefore if we're feeling if we if we look at ourselves that way, then it's going to be easier to look at other people through the same prism. So we're really, as you say, wanting to look through us yeah. at, at ourselves through a hopeful prism. Yeah, and having that same sense of hope for the profession as a whole as we need for each each of us as social workers that um, we're not recognised as much as we want to be. We're not supported mm. as much as we want to be. It is more difficult to do social work than we'd want it to be. Um, you know, we are more compromised than we'd like to be. These are not things then to to find blame about, but they're things to to still aspire to and see as as works in progress and things to, mm. to grow towards. And I would really want people to feel because things aren't as good as they need to be to feel that as a positive incentive to unite and, and act rather than as a reason to kind of feel bad about social work. I think social work is a wonderful profession and I think that just just the idea of it, I mean, like, sit back and think about that. Let's do social work, you know, yeah. let's think about society and humans and how they can thrive and how we can uphold their rights and how we can all live together well. Mm. What a cracking job description. And yeah. I, yeah, and and the other thing that I wanted to mention is this ethical A-team. Or you could call it a professional A team. Um, so mm. this is building on work that we do with managers, isn't it? Where you think about who are the people that replenish you and that help you to grow, and how do I, how do you surround yourself with people like that? So again, recognising this as a collaborative activity. Being you know, professionalism is is a collaborative activity. So mm. um, who are the people who are your role models who you can be really honest and open with? who can support you with these dilemmas, who can help you think through things that feel incongruent, who you can check your decisions and judgments with, um, mm -hmm. and who help, yeah, who help you grow ultimately. Well, I think we've probably um, come to the end of that. And I'd like to say that for me, this podcast is one of the things that does that. You know, being able to have these conversations, to think about these things um, with a, a wide community of people is um, a, a really fantastic way to grow your understanding of social work and your profession um, and just kind of, kind of kicking these ideas around. It's lovely to have these conversations, just lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a reflective question maybe to finish with for everyone is, is what helps you grow as a mm. professional social worker. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I'll see you next time.